I'm Dr. Lara Devgan. I'm a plastic surgeon in New York City, the CEO of Scientific Beauty, and of course, a major beauty enthusiast. You are listening to Beauty Bosses, where we chat with fellow industry leaders who are shaping beauty, fashion, wellness, and all things pretty. Hello, and welcome to today's episode of Beauty Bosses. We have Sarah Larson-Levy, who is the a co-founder and CEO of Y7 Studio, an awesome yoga company. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Um, I'm so excited to have you because Thank I you. love yoga and I want to hear about how you started. So I know that you founded the company with your now husband in 2013 and yes. back then you were working in fashion and yes. now here you are. So I want to rewind and have you tell us what you wanted to be when you were in high school. When I wanted to be in high school. Did you think that, did you have any inkling that you I were going to go into fitness or yoga? No. No, no, no. I don't, I don't like any of that. I really, you know, I really didn't like yoga, which is how Y7 came about in the first place. Oh, really? Um, yeah. So I, I was just really unhappy with all the studios I was going to. I never felt... Like, I found a place that was home for me, that I felt super comfortable in, so that really got me starting thinking about, you know, what I wanted out of a studio, what I wanted out of an experience, and that's what, you know, how I suddenly came about. That's very cool. So, and that was 2013, and were you going to local studios in New York? Yes. You were in Brooklyn at that time. I was, yeah, I was living in Williamsburg, um, working in Manhattan, and I actually pinched my sciatic nerve in 2012. So yoga and Pilates was kind of it, all that I could do. Um, I didn't have a ton of cash on hand, so Pilates was a little inaccessible for me. Um, And so I started going to a ton of yoga studios in the neighborhood around the city, and I just wasn't happy. I wasn't satisfied. And what didn't you like about them? I always found that the experience was really inconsistent. Like a studio would have, you know, 12 different classes on the schedule. I'd finally find the one that I really liked with the teacher I really liked. And I would go back the next week and it'd be something completely different, someone completely different, and there was just nothing I could ever rely on. So that was really frustrating to me as someone who you know was constantly working, was spending my time and money at a place and I couldn't find anything to rely on. Um, so that and then you know I think too everyone has this sort of idea of what yoga should be and look like and I didn't really fit that mold physically or what I was told spiritually I had to be like and I found that really off-putting because I really wanted to participate and I always felt sort of like that I wasn't welcome and so at that time you had a day job right you were doing what were you doing um I was an account executive I was working in a multi-line showroom Okay. And how did you make the transition into the yoga business? Um, very slowly. Okay. So I had a full-time job for the first two years of the business. So I left my job in uh, the beginning, uh, or like spring of 2015. And was um, that when you felt like it was financially tenable to leave it or that it would yes. be replacing your income, that kind yes. of thing? Yeah. It was more so that uh, we opened our third location and signed our first like standalone lease. Our two other studios at the time were really nice month to month situations that were in, you know, sort of collective spaces, um, more of a pop-up situation. 
So Flatiron, the Flatiron Studio was the first one where it was fully our own lease, um, and it got to be at that point where I realized that if I wanted to maintain the experience of the studio, um, I had to leave my job. Okay, and did you fund this yourself, like with your savings, or were you at a point where you had enough people who were subscribing and paying class members that it made sense? Um, It was all based on the cash flow of the business. So we were self-funded up until the end of 2016. Wow. Six, yeah, six studios in um, three years. That's really amazing. And where are your studios located? Uh, we are about to open our 11th in New York, and we have two in LA, and we are opening our first one in Chicago in January. What do you do to ensure that the experience is consistent across all of those locations? Yeah, so we spend a lot of time and money on training. It's actually where most of our um, capital goes towards. So I have a whole teaching team solely dedicated to taking other instructors' classes, giving them feedback, making sure that they're staying consistent with the experience. Um, And the same thing goes with our front desk teams and our studio teams. Trainings, retrainings happen um, at least once a quarter. Um, and everyone has to attend. It's absolutely mandatory. We talk about customer service, compassion fatigue. Um, I think we've all gotten frustrated at a front desk associate when we can't get into class or something doesn't go our way. So um, they usually kind of bear the brunt of any sort of complaint, whether it has to do with them or not. So a lot of that and making sure that we're constantly checking in on everybody. That's really cool. What's different about Y7 versus some of those yoga classes you didn't really like? Yeah, so 90% of our schedule is the same class. Um, it's just our signature We Flow Hard, which is 60 minutes. It's heated, candlelit. Um, there are no mirrors in any of the studios. And we always practice a vinyasa style, which is one breath, one movement. And um, we move to the beat of the music. Oh, that's interesting. Um. And has there been a really good response amongst people who go to the classes? Yeah. That's how we were able to grow. So it's been really, really amazing so far. How much does it cost to go to a class? Uh, For a single class, it's $25. Okay. Great. And how do you decide, like, kind of from the business standpoint, how are you guys deciding on your expansion plan? Um, It has a lot to do with sort of where we see the density of people. Um, We have a lot of data in terms of who is spending money on fitness um, and where they're spending it and what people are looking at in terms of models. So New York, I mean, we started here, so this was kind of the obvious place to really expand heavily. Um, My whole team is here as well. So that was a really easy choice. And then, you know, LA has such a similar consumer to New York in terms of how they think about fitness and the kind of money that they're spending, um, you know, in that category. So Chicago is our next market and we're super excited about it. That's so cool. And, um, do you feel like having this relationship with yoga has changed the way you personally practice yoga? Absolutely. I used to be one of those who now I practice a lot slower than I used to. I'm way more mindful of my alignment. I used to kind of just breeze through the poses and want to do the most um, in the class. And now I'm a lot more aware of sort of how the poses are sitting in my body and how I'm feeling when I'm in them. 
How do you build demand for your classes? Like when you open a new location and no one has heard of it in that neighborhood, how do you make it so that people come? Um, there's a lot of marketing that goes into it. Um, a lot of social media marketing. You know, we're also doing um, a lot of outreach. We'll do pre-opening specials. Also building relationships with um, the community that we're opening in. Um, so other local businesses, um, having partnerships with them and also doing a lot of sort of pre-opening stuff as well. Okay, cool. Is social media an important part of marketing for you? Yeah, absolutely. We didn't actually have a marketing budget or a marketing team until um, late 2017. So for us, Instagram is really how we built the business in, in that sense. That's so interesting. What what will you guys do if Instagram like goes away? Well, we're at a point now where we're okay yeah, with that. Yeah. You know, there's so many other tools and messaging in terms of yeah. email marketing, and we'll do billboards, we'll do wild postings now. Um, what are wild postings? It's like the posters you see on, like, the, um, just kind of on scaffolding and stuff like that. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I didn't know this had a name. Yeah. There's companies that exclusively will print and put them up for you. Hmm. So um, they're always really fun visual things to do, but I think that's kind of been the cool part about seeing Instagram, the Facebooks, and all of that, is that they're so visual and they're so accessible mm-hmm. that um, it's been really interesting to see how people respond to that. That's so neat. Um, how many employees do you guys have at the company? Um, we have around 300. And that is um, including your staff, the yeah, um, instructors includes, and everything? Yeah, that includes all my studio staff. Yeah, my leadership team is 11. Um, and then what I would call my management team is 27. That's amazing. Yeah. And um, so I know you started this with your now husband, mm-hmm. then boyfriend. Yes. And um, how has this been to build a company together with your significant other? Well, he no longer works there <laughs> um, or at Y7. He has his own startup that he's working on, but... It has its good things and its bad things. It's really tough. You spend a lot of time together. Him and I also work very, very differently. We have completely different management styles. So that was super tough um, in the beginning. And it's also figuring out, you know, is this a need or was it just something that like, you know, he ended up leaving his job six months after I did because it was so overwhelming. And we had no idea this was really going to take off. So it's been fun to see him over the last like year and a half sort of find his thing and what he really wants to do and sort of his passion. What's his startup? Um, he has a startup called Wave. It's a uh, meditation app, but it also has a hardware component. So it is a bolster and it has transducers built into the bolster. So it picks up the low frequency vibrations of the music they're creating, which is also a form of sound therapy. So it's this really cool, immersive, like, at-home experience. Wow. And it's cool also because it's sort of like yoga in the sense that they both are transcendental and kind of mind-body. Yeah. Oh, that's so interesting. Yeah. So maybe you guys are a perfect match. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What are your goals for the company? Um, Right now we're super focused on expansion. Um, We are, you know, I mentioned we're about to open our 11th studio in New York, so... We are pretty well um, well known here, but I think you know over the next five years, really getting into new markets: um, Chicago, DC, Philly, um, Seattle, San Diego, and really just trying to you know 
spread what we do. How did you come up with the name Y7? Oh, it's really simple. The Y stands for yoga and the seven represents the seven chakras. Oh, that's, that's nice. It. Yeah, just really simple. We didn't want it to be, you know, anything too crazy. Um, something simple, easy to remember. Yeah, that's very cool and interesting. Um, do you have any advice for somebody who's never taken a yoga class and is thinking about kind of integrating wellness into their life? Yeah, I would, I would say just go. It's you never know what, you know, your experience is going to be. And I think it's such, I think yoga is such an important part of anyone's physical and mental well-being. If you're a runner and you want to continue to run, you need to take the time to stretch, to really pay attention to those muscles and to slow down and have that, you know, recovery time. And the same thing goes for CrossFit or lifting and anything. Yoga is such an integral part of maintaining your body's health. How many times a week do you work out? Depends on the week, but like four, five, maybe five at the most. Mm -hmm. And do you have any other things that you personally do that you think are your life hacks for wellness? Like food or habits or bedtime routine or skincare? Or... I try to sleep a lot. I'm a big believer in just sleep and shutting off. Because I know if I don't get like my seven to eight, I'm worthless. Like <laughs> I'm so cranky. I'm very, very short. Like I need, I really need that time to recharge. I, didn't, I don't think I even realized it until like two years ago that I need it so badly. Yeah, sleep is very important. Yeah. Um, okay, amazing. Well, this is so exciting, and I'm so happy that you had the chance to come on my podcast. Where can people find you? Um, if you want to follow Y7, you can follow us on Instagram at Y7Studio. And if you have any interest in following me, it's Sarah, S-A-R-A-H underscore Ayako, A-Y-A-K-O. Amazing. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you.